guys, how are we doing? I'm back in the office now, so I have to be quiet. I think we're joined today by uh, Bob Harris from Radio 2. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the worst thing about being back in the office is? Which go on then. Go on. Shoes. Shoes. My feet are killing me at the moment. I've been wearing flip-flops and trainers non-stop for the last year and a half. And now I'm going to wear proper shoes and my feet hurt a lot. It's not fun. And also we've got to wear a mask here all the time as well. But anyway, that's a lot of people that's... take Yeah, how do you a lot of people take their shoes off, don't they, when they're in office? I feel a bit weird doing that. I, must I know, admit. I do I, as well. I know somebody who actually wears slippers in an office. Oh my god! And it, this is a, it, it, it's a yeah, pro- proper office, and he, he'll change. If, if only slippers. I was popular enough to get away with that. <laughs> wow, that's like the reverse. You know how some people wear uh, um, trainers for for the for the US folk um, sneakers. Um, yeah, you know, to the office yes. and then put shoes on. Yeah. So what Tom's saying is they wear shoes to the office and then put <laughs> and then put a pair of slippers on. on yeah or sneakers on yeah so uh that's for that's that's the uh the covid office footwear podcast covered so uh and uh thank you <laughs> good night ladies and gentlemen that's uh been thoroughly enjoyable from your host andy clark um now so look we're back this is season two now We've we've decided to take a little bit of a departure in our podcast. So this is either going to be wildly successful or nobody's going to listen to it. One of the two, I think. Or or people are going to start listening to it and think, oh, my God, get to the point. But what we wanted to talk about, and maybe to indulge ourselves, and let's face it, a lot of this podcast has really just been about indulging ourselves, um, you know, irrespective of anybody listens to it. But we want to talk about what we're going to talk about in season two but also what we got and what we learned and what happened and, you know, some of the, some of the learnings and experiences and whatever else from being podcast hosts, because it's something that we have never done. Um, so I'm going to kick off, I think, with season two in terms of what we want to talk about. Um, maybe do you want to go in some, some different directions? Do you want to talk about different topics? Do you want to approach it differently? Um, Mr. Goff, I think I'm going to hand over to your good self first uh, on this particular one. Well, I think uh, the, the big hot topic at the moment across a lot of the BI world is machine learning and has been for a while. So from my perspective, I think I, I would like to start taking us a bit more down that uh, that world of um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, the the whole idea of using data to feed back on itself and uh, and come to predictive conclusions. Uh, so I think that that's something I think I, I would like to uh, talk a lot yeah. more about. Com- completely agree. How how much demand are you guys currently getting? Or or I'm, phrase it differently. How many client conversations are you having at the moment where clients are actively thinking about this? I would say to to some extent, most clients are thinking about it in some way. Mm. The extent to which uh, machine learning is what somebody really needs versus something else is another matter. That, that and that's yeah. that's another interesting side of that conversation because it's not. 
is not simply a case of saying, oh, everyone just needs machine learning and that will solve everything. It's a case of, yeah, what what do you really need and what it, what's your actual goal in going with a machine learning solution? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think there's there's a certain amount of we need to be seen to do machine learning, so therefore machine learning is happening. And I think there's maybe a conversation to be had about really putting it in context about you know where it is actually reaping benefits as opposed to where it is potentially a project that you could spend an awful lot of money on and not get an awful lot back. Yeah, because I think it's the sort of thing you can spend almost limitless money if uh, if you have, and it's it's the sort of thing that could easily turn into what you might call a vanity project. A little bit like, yeah. I think the the status of machine learning at the moment is a little bit like the status of uh, OLAP cubes about ten fifteen years ago, uh, where now OLAP has become pretty much uh, ubiquitous where ev- everywhere you're doing data analytics. If you go back and rewind the clock, so 15 years, it was the sort of project where everyone said, oh, we, we need to have this, but often didn't have a clear view as to where exactly uh, that needed to take the business and where where the direction was for that project. So yeah. again, it was something at the time a lot of money was getting sunk into those projects. Many of them weren't reaping many rewards. I think that there's a danger that in some areas, machine learning could be go, could go in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's, there's definitely going to be that trough of uh, disillusionment at some point, isn't there? Mm. Shaylan, what, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on big topics we should cover in season two? Uh, I, I think season two, we should cover more topics from Power Platform, because um, yep. Power BI is part of Power Platform. Microsoft are making a lot more noise, you know, around Power Platform. So things like Dataverse, um, other other elements um, outside of Power Platform as well, around Data Lake. Um, we're doing a lot of work around kind of ADF as well, so the Azure yep. Data Factory in terms of moving moving data. Um, and other others around data flows. So those those are kind of more broader topics, um, all all linked to kind of BI and, and Power BI. Um, but another another one that would would be good is the benefit of BI and and so Power BI. If you're if we're embarking on a Power BI project, the benefit benefit of a training course training the users um, on Power BI before we start writing, you know, yeah, specifications. I love the idea of that. Reports, it makes such a big difference, doesn't it? It does. Um, I know, Tom, you, you know, you, you, you've had a fair few before where you explain something and they say, yeah, but we just want it to look like Excel. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of some of the that, reports. That, that kind of goes back to uh, season one, episode one. Why power which BI is, is not Excel. Still, <laughs> which is still, by a country mile, our most favorite podcast. So, you know, if we look at the stats of our podcasts, what we should do is just do a weekly Power BI and Excel in some format and some variant <laughs> and make sure that we have Excel primarily and Power BI in the title 
because that's what everybody's clicking on and that's what everybody wants. And I'm also thinking, actually, is something that's just, just occurred to me. Given that that was our first ever podcast, I haven't actually mm-hmm. re-listened it. I, I'm assuming, given it's our first one, it's rubbish. Um, should we re-record it? Should we do the season two updated version? Or right. are we just trying to do... Is it is it like the Friends reunion show? You know, we're just all yeah. back together. We're 10 years older. We're a bit tired. Our back's ache. We're not, we're not going to give it the verve and, you know, the drive that we gave the original. Probably I, don't think not, we need to re, I don't think we need to recreate it. I, I think it's a, it's a good podcast. You can still download it. But I, I think, think it's, can uh, we sell it as an NFT? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think there's, there's pro- probably I, I do think it might be worth a re-listen and actually just uh, come back on some of the topics on that for yeah. somewhere in season two because I think that that whole piece of why Excel and Power BI are not the same thing, but also where there is crossover and where the the two tools have evolved in the past nearly 12 months since we first did that so there's yeah there's yeah that's a that really good point discuss there i think that there because things have moved on and uh and that there are other ways that you can use excel and power bi together as well i think so in terms of almost using power bi as a replacement for excel charting and things it's mm. the stuff there and that's a great one. And my colleague just over the corridor right now is using um, Excel. So, so Excel online to go and feed charts in Power BI in the service, not touching Power BI desktop and doing a great job of charting. So I think that's a really interesting um, subject. And I must admit, I wouldn't even conceive of somebody going out and doing that. So I saw the fantastic job that uh, Amin is doing right now. So I think I think I think that's that's the one then. So um, it's it's on the list. About, yeah, yeah, because we're talking about why mm. Power BI, you know, the original one of why Power BI is not Excel, but this one would be you know, how Power BI and Excel work together. Why why yeah. they are best mates? Oh, why they are best mates? Bezies, <laughs> bezies. That's it. That's that's what you should name pa- that pa- one. Power BI and Excel BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm typing that in now before I yeah. forget it. Um, but no, it's uh, there's stuff that I think, yeah, that that, sort of, that level of revisit of what we've done. But I think, I think probably the thing that we, we've learned, or I've learned a lot, is how to how to relax a lot more when we're talking on these subjects and uh, and just flow a little bit better when we are talking yeah. on the podcasts. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've. I completely relax into this now. I enjoy it. For me, it's like mm. a bit of. It's like a weekly Power BI therapy session. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I learn a lot. I, you know, it's it's stuff that you know in the course of a project or anything that we're doing. It's the stuff that we would never sit back and do in terms of just kicking around ideas and you know, to, Tom, to get your thoughts on something, to get Shailen to get your thoughts on something else completely abstract outside of, of a project we're working on, we'd never do this. And this has been hugely useful for me. Yeah, because you can get a certain amount of it from like a project review session at the end of a, a project. But 
it would be rare to have all three of us working on the same project in in the way that we work together on these podcasts. So yeah, 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 yeah. Just, now, another it, thing it that, makes you think sorry, a different Tom. way. I just think it, yeah. it, it makes you think differently about what you're doing because yeah, you're, you're bringing that experience together and hopefully offering some of that experience to the audience as well because yep. hoping people get the same thing out the same sorts of things out of it that we can do you know what i found who i was talking to mm-hmm. is somebody in the business and i can't remember who um and i should probably shouldn't mention it anyway no not that it's a negative um the I was always thinking deeply when editing the podcast about the music at the end and putting a different bit of music at the end of each podcast. And I mentioned it to somebody and they said, oh, yeah, I've never got to the end. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that was good, all the effort. And, and then at the end, of course, I put in the, you know, for UK and Europe, please get in touch with clearlycloudy.co.uk and for North America, clearlysolutions.net. Nobody listens to it. Everybody switches off at that point. So we've got to do, we've got to do our advertising. And look, it's our bloody podcast. We're giving away free information here. You know, we've got to get our advertising in early. At the beginning. Well, yeah. But then I they might not listen to the podcast. All right, well, maybe I ten minutes in. Ten minutes in. Ten minutes in. You know, if you like, if you really want some stuff done, then come and talk to us. You know, we do stuff for money as well. What we need to do, I think, is um, is it Marvel or one of the uh, the or DC, one of the comic book uh, film um, Mm -hmm. franchises? They do little uh, a bloopers reel or something at the end. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's what we should do. Is uh, is is add a bloopers reel at the end of it? That don't, don't, we we, the we end. do we do have bloopers in the podcast. <laughs> I virtually never edit anything out. <laughs> I was going to say that your bloopers would probably be the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why don't why, why don't we do why don't we do like a, a professionally done reel? Because those people aren't used to that bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, some novelty value, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, right. Okay, so, so recap, recap. Series two. Yeah. So series two. So we've got machine learning. We're going to talk about that. Hmm. Um, we're going to talk about all the things you can do. So uh, Excel, but Power BI as a charting application. Um, we've got this, you know, storage and you know Azure technical stuff. So Synapse, ADF, data flows, data lake, dataverse, data everything within hmm. Azure. Um, Talks about Power Platform. Um, I'm doing at the moment a project to go and redevelop a legacy line of business application on a Power App. And I think that you have to approach the project in a certain way by going from something which was hand coded, handcrafted effectively to something which is low code declarative. And I think there's a certain way to approach it. And I think that is a really useful one. I think anybody that's looking at a Power App, they want to replace a legacy application. How do, what, how do we approach it? I think is a really, really useful one. So that's mm. good. Um, another thing, actually, before we came on to go and do the shaling that you mentioned, which I think is really good, is what's the real cost of a low-code application? But also, you know, what, what are the you know, things on top you need to think about, which I think are important? Um, 
I think there's a whole piece. You know, skills, I think, is an important thing we should do every time. And I've got a new local buddy by the name of Helen Wall. And Helen does a lot of the LinkedIn training content. And I think it'd be great to get Helen on a podcast to go and talk about skill development because that's, you know, she does an awful lot of that right now. That's That's really good. Now, the other thing, which I think is worthy of a podcast, and I've just suddenly thought of it, um, is the job market right now across tech is a little bit crazy. Um, you know, I'm getting recruiters getting in touch with me on a, you know, three, four times a week at the moment. Um, and I'm sure anybody with Power BI attached to their, their LinkedIn profile is probably getting something similar at the moment. I think maybe getting John Styles back on to go and do, you know, an update on the job market and where it's at would be an interesting one. Yeah, because, I mean, that has shifted an awful lot since we last spoke to him. And with now we're starting to move towards that sort of lifting of restrictions from COVID. Yeah. That's affecting, I, I think that is definitely having an effect on the, uh, certainly in, on the UK jobs market. Um, I don't know what you're seeing over there in the US, but it sounds like it's uh, it's pretty similar. Can't get and, Power BI people for love nor money. Yeah, and you know I'm get I'm getting the no, a massive increase in people contacting me with stuff that I mean it always happens to a certain extent, but I'm I'm getting a much bigger increase in people contacting me with stuff that there is no reason to imagine I'd be interested in or um, qualified for, but they're still contacting me with some big salary figures coming in with that and going well would you be interested in this it's like well no because i've never done it before and the reason i've never done it is because i'm not interested (laughs) yeah i mean that's always happens to an extent but it just feels like the past month six weeks or so and we're recording this at the beginning of august just for context on that um that yeah, that seems to have over the past few weeks has been going through the roof. Um, which yeah, it, it's is interesting because yeah, you, you always got that, but it was usually for low to mid salaries. Now I'm getting people approaching me for stuff that I wouldn't be interested in for much higher salaries than uh, than I've seen yeah. previously. Yeah. It's interesting one, and I know that John. I spoke to John recently. He's really busy at the moment, so the demand he's getting within the the dynamics market is crazy. And I know, you know, friend, um, you know, Chris Hopper, local friend who's Salesforce recruiter works in the Salesforce world. Um, you know, he puts an awful lot on LinkedIn, and the Salesforce market is is incredibly busy at the moment. And you know, he's saying the busiest he's ever seen it, and he's a you know very experienced recruiter, so. You know, but but I think that's just generally across the board, IT wise, isn't it? You know, technology. It's, I think is so. Really yeah. busy right now. It seems to have just taken off. So, um, doing something on that would be good. Anything else we've missed? I'm looking through my list and I can't see anything. But look, if we make well, up a, stuff as we go along and think yeah. of it, we're, we're going to add it in. Yeah, listeners. I was going to say, I, th- I thought, I thought, I thought that I just actually had when we were talking um, power platform stuff. Um, and sort of low code, no code. It's that it's kind of that interface between the citizen developer, as uh, they mm. get called these days, and the pro developer. Yeah. Um, and it, it's 
it's not a case of the low code, no code replacing fully coded stuff, but it's how the two complement one another and how that can get you to a point where it keeps your pro developers doing stuff that they're interested in, but also saving some of the cost by having the citizen developer doing the low code, no code stuff. Yeah, that's a great point. Cool. Well, look, I mean, if we, if we, have we got season two nailed? I, I think we've got a decent topic list for it. And uh, yeah, we, we also so. now have, a, we've now actually got a Facebook page for the podcast. So uh, Do we? I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's re- well relatively recent. It. I set it up, yeah. but I need to just uh, publicize it a little more now. Yeah, like amongst, you know, us. We'll yeah. Start. yeah. Now, now we've got... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now we've got season two in the pipeline. Uh, we yeah. can actually start getting some content on it because at the moment it's a little bit content free. Do we have to be in that like it has a type Mother Hubbard's cupboards? <laughs> yeah. Do we have to uh, be on Facebooks? Well, you Facebooks. do. If you, you do. Is if that, you want is that to your dad's page. term? <laughs> you young people on Facebooks? Come on. There's some G in between us. <laughs> Shailen, in between us. If you want to fo- if you want to follow the page, you need to join Facebook. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I joined for a while, about ten years ago, and came off again. Mm. All right. On that note, it's I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye as okay, well. Goodbye. Yeah. Next podcast next week. That's it. Thanks yep. all. Cheers then. Bye.